Hi, I'm Larry Gifford, and I have Parkinson's disease. And I'm Rebecca Gifford, Larry's partner in Parkinson's and in life. This is When Life Gives You Parkinson's. This is the fifth episode of our 2023 series all about deep brain stimulation, otherwise known as DBS. My DBS surgery is scheduled for October 24th, 2023. How are we feeling now that October is here? Yeah, there was something about, oh, it's October. And we went, oh, it's getting nearby. And every everyone around us thought the same thing. And I think people were like, oh, it's October. His surgery is supposed to happen sometime in October, right? <laughs> like maybe I should check in with my with uh, Larry and Rebecca. And yeah. they did. We got messages from all over the place like, hey, it's coming up. Yeah, I'm still getting them. And I love getting them. Thank you. I, I tell you, the, when, it, when it flipped from September to October... I felt the weight of the month. It's not just the surgery, but it's there's there, this is a big big month for us in a number of different ways. And so I, I you you are like oh things are coming up in October and October and October and it's over there and then suddenly it's October and you're like oh my god here we go bracing for it yeah yeah it's a big month of transitions and the fall has always been. That way, for us, fall and spring are when things tend to happen for us, life transitions and and other things. On October 1st, I remember sitting down with you and saying, you know, it's October now. Um, here's a list of things that we should probably <laughs> talk about and make some plans about. And some of them had to do with the DBS surgery, for sure. Well, and I think that's been kind of a key for us through this whole process is is the continuing conversation of making sure that we're feeling good about it, that we're that we're taking care of things. Or, you know, um, September was we had a really deep conversation, long conversation about. All right, it's brain surgery, so it's going to go well. But if it doesn't, then what? Yeah, very real conversations and our own considerations and discernments and meditations on it on our own as well and then kind of coming together and I think that was really helpful I know it was really helpful I'm not one of those people and neither are you to just kind of ignore the possibilities (laughs) we want to consider them and face them and know how we feel about them so that we can be prepared emotionally, practically, in in all ways, spiritually. for spiritually, for the risks. And also think about how do we want to deal with certain things in a very practical way. How do we want to deal with certain things should they occur? But I think the first conversation we had about that was just maybe a couple of weeks ago, and it was both of us recognizing that separately we had been considering the potential of your death as a result of that. Now, while there is a very slim chance of that with DBS surgery, it certainly is, you know, you still have to consider those risks anytime you're doing any kind of significant surgery. So we separately thought about it we reckon we realized that we were both kind of separately considering these right. things and and working through some of these fears 
And then we came together and had a conversation, several conversations about it. Yeah, and I, I had been talking to my counselor about it, mm-hmm. and, um, and and you're like, I said something, you're like, I think we're having some similar thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's time to discuss. <laughs> um, and so I think what, what I got out of that, more than anything, was that we were on the same page and that we were both will, ready to talk about it, willing to talk about it, needed to talk about it. It was, it was, the timing was right. I think a month earlier, I wouldn't have been ready for it. Um, and so, uh, you know, I think everybody's obviously different. And so, but I, I think talking through that, those anxieties and whatnot is really important. What I had to do was go, okay, I am getting this surgery to improve my quality of life. If I have a stroke on the operating table, do I want them to dramatically work on bring me back to life where I may be in worse shape than I went in? Or do I want to, you know, let them let me go? And that's a hard, it's, you know, it's hard to say out loud. It's hard to have those conversations. But if the point of the, and purpose of, of the surgery is to improve my quality of life, I certainly don't want to leave the hospital worse off. I'm going to haunt you if I die. I hope so. <laughs> but, that'd be uh, super cool. That'd be really awesome. And, and, and everybody's different when, in that regard. And you have to figure out what it is for you. And then you, you were, um, you're like, okay, now I need you to write that down very specifically. <laughs> right. Yeah, so we're working on that. Can we put this in a legal document? I found some peace from the conversation and from my own musings on it as well. And I thought and I meditated and I wrote about it. There was kind of a, a peace that came over me after we talked about it because I knew what you wanted and that I knew that my job was to support you in that in your choices, in however your life continues or doesn't continue to accept and love and support what may come. And uh, so on a, an emotional basis, a relationship basis, a spiritual basis, I found a lot of peace in that conversation and a lot of just a knowingness of, okay, I understand. I get it. This is how I can help. These are your wishes. Here's what you are going to do to help yourself. Here's what I'm going to do to support myself should those things occur. And it was just kind of like a, a very peaceful, balanced, um, calm process of just making sure that we were all taken care of in the way that we needed in that situation. Yeah. Should the worst case scenario happen. And, and, you know, we don't dwell on it, but I think it's important that we had that conversation. And we acknowledged that we anticipate a positive outcome. We have no reason to believe otherwise, but I feel better having considered it. And then we also had to figure out what kind of support we needed and wanted in and around the surgery before and after and during. And I, I, you know, like there's many people that have offered to help in a variety of different ways, including flying out here and helping us out. And, and we really appreciate that. It's, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, what is going to be helpful? And you don't know what you don't know. Right. 
All we know is past experience and what our personalities are. Right. What do we anticipate would be helpful on that day? Would it be stressful to have more people around or will it be relaxing? And so just being really honest with ourselves and holding our boundaries with with other people who extremely well-intentioned in loving, loving ways, offering to help and be there and anticipate our needs and other things. And, and we're just being really honest with, will it be stressful to have a lot of people there? And for you and for me, mm-hmm. we discerned that it would be, that we want to kind of keep it to make it the calmest environment possible. We want to keep it really small. We have taken some people up on their offers because I think we're going to need help with Henry at times and we're going to need, uh, you know, maybe you know, a dinner here or there. Who knows? Well, because you and I, we discerned that we want a calm and small environment around us, but we're also more introverted than Henry is. Henry Henry's extremely extroverted and he gets calm and balance from being around people and having that social outlet. So anticipating all three of our needs, there's only so long that Henry will sit in the <laughs> <laughs> sit calmly and quietly in the <laughs> in the waiting room. So we've anticipated that and put in put in processes and fail safes and and gotten some folks kind of on call who are here locally who can help and take Henry for a while if he just needs an outlet, we can take him to lunch. If he needs somewhere to be and you need to be at the at the hospital a bit later than expected, he's getting antsy. We got gotcha. you. We got gotcha your back. And that's huge help. And, and he, we've been talking with him about this since we went to the doctor the first time for the evaluation. And, and, and keeping, you know, and the questions are usually very simple or, or it's a it's short conversation because he can only take so much at a time. And he's very literal. And so, you know, he's he he's thinking about it and he'll bring up he'll ask questions every now and again. My favorite was the, the other day he goes, Okay, I have one more question. If not I don't think you will, but if you die, do I get your cell phone? <laughs> Extremely practical black Very and white practical. literal son of ours. I'm like <laughs> Sure. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have to work that out with your mom. (laughs) (laughs) And that's our, that's our son. What does this mean? What does this mean for me? How does this look? And there's been a lot more hugging and, you know, just, yes, but he's, he's doing great and uh, he's going to be a great nurse for me and with you. And he's, he's very empathetic when it comes to people who need Assistance. Yes, he will want to. He will want to help. That fatty yeah. neuron firing wonder blob in your head is an unbelievable machine. It's an information superhighway where data travels up to 268 miles per hour. It updates. It syncs. It reconfigures. It processes 74 gigabytes a day. And unlike this device, your brain storage capacity is virtually unlimited. Other preparations have been in place since we knew that this was going to be, since since we had a date for the surgery, where you really wanted to make some space in your life 
bring in some calm, bring your stress level down, bring your obligations and your ex- and the expectations of others down a bit so that you could focus on staying well, staying open, preparing yourself body and soul for what you were going to be going through and the healing process afterwards. I uh I established after we got back from Barcelona from the, from the the uh World Parkinson Congress that I was not going to fly anywhere this fall and that I was not going to do speaking engagements um, other than a few quick webinar type things or podcasts from my office where I didn't have to go anywhere. Um, I was going to keep things, my obligations and my schedule clear so I could really focus on being at my best for this surgery. Um, and I, I felt, and I, I'm not sure exactly where that came from, but I, you know, my, my, uh, I talked to myself a lot. Myself told me that that's what I needed. Yeah. Intuitive, intuitive knowingness. You just knew that that was the best course to take. And it's been challenged. I've, I've been asked to do you, a lot of you've things. You've had some opportunities where it was really hard to say no. Oh, honey, <laughs> you pulled me from the abyss. <laughs> Like, but you know, I could go to New Zealand for a week and then be back, you know, a week before my surgery. That'd be fine, right? That's no problem, right? I'll be completely <laughs> fresh and and healthy and ready to go. Oh, good <laughs> lord! Sometimes I get, I do get blinded by opportunity and by by wanting to do cool things. And this was a lesson in you learning what a healthy balance means for you, and that you can create space. If you need to, you like the work that you do in the Parkinson's community. You love connecting with people, especially in person and going to these events. It does help to fill your cup most of the time, as long as your stress level is managed and there's not too much long travel. So it was hard for you to make some of those choices. And I think that's why I was so impressed with you creating some of those healthy boundaries and saying no as much as you did and holding to that choice. Not in a long time or ever have I said no as many times as I've said no in the last three months. And um, it's, it's empowering, but it's, you know, I've also, you know, at first you're like, oh, I'm disappointing people. Like you make up all these stories and then you realize I'm having DBS surgery so I can be here longer. So I'll have plenty of time to do all these things in the future. This also, I think, was a huge lesson in you finding what balance works for you because you found you liked having more space and fewer obligations and lowered expectations that gave you room to breathe and heal and really take care of yourself. And you hadn't given yourself that space in years. And because I was doing that, and I was in a good place, and I wasn't overbooked or overloaded with a lot of stress. When I was told that I was being laid off from my job October 20th, I was able to to digest that and be okay with that and, 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 and work with it in stride and go, okay, well, that's that's another thing that we will deal with and we will move forward and we'll move through it. And it's an opportunity to, to grow on the other side. And you had time and space to access the tools that you have to deal with those stressors without 
as you said, panicking or without this huge sense of urgency or our life is tumbling down or, and it was almost like, yeah, look, our life's changing. The things are tumbling a little bit. Towers are falling and, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> it kind of makes sense with the other things going on in our life and the changes that we're making and, and whatnot. So it, it, it's just part of the long-term plan, I suppose. I am grateful for all the opportunities that are being presented to me to evolve myself in October. <laughs> like there, and over the course of the next years, I mean, there's going to be, um, you know, it, there's a new journey, and so we'll walk that journey just like, you know, just like we have before. When when these things happen, when these life events happen. This is not the first time we've been through major life events or a lost job or whatever. We've learned to go, okay, so we're on a journey and we're on the path and, oh, that's just a stick in the path. Yeah, we just got to hop over the stick. Yeah, or just move the stick, you know. Right, and figure figure out what's next. What is this opening up for us? What does this make space for? Now, to be fair, you know, we haven't had this so evolved and enlightened positive attitude every moment of the of the process um, with all of these changes and challenges coming, you are catching us in a very calm and and <laughs> open and accepting moment after we've done a lot of our work yes. already. Um, but there have been some challenging moments during all of us, including during the DBS, where there's been crying and arguing and, and other things um, just because of the additional stress level more than anything, not even such disagreements about what's happening or how to deal with it, just feeling this, the baseline stress level of the house being up a few notches. Yeah, shorter tempers. You were getting strangely dyskinetic there for a while. For sure. When I get stressed out, my, in- my intestinal system goes haywire and so we were I was having some issues with that for a while and we were definitely feeling the additional stress and in some cases taking it out on each other yeah and I'm finding I'm you know my tremor is no longer uh hidden 24 hours a day like it used to be on the medication and and like so there even though we we sound calm and in, internally there's things going on. And so like my temperature regulation of my body is all out of whack. And Yeah, when we were, it was right around the same time that I was having some digestive issues. You were, your, your um, night sweats and day sweats <laughs> were particularly Stinky. aggressive. And suddenly you would just, like, I could just smell you from the other room. And I was like, you're having a hot flash. I can tell. You were taking three showers a day there for a couple of weeks. And it was really, you were really quite worked up. Um, yeah. yeah. And then I couldn't eat anything. And then we- So when <laughs> so people we're- ask you, how you doing? It's like, well, I've got stinky sweats and I'm showering three times a day. How are you? <laughs> and, and one of the interesting things is... Um, our roles in the in the household are going to be changing, and you're going to be taking on some more work. and And we just had a talk the other day about okay, so I need to begin transitioning to do more work around the house and to be more of a you know more responsible for meal prep and more responsible for laundry and 
the, parenting. And so that's going to be a challenge because, you know, Larry's not so good at remembering things. So <laughs> <laughs> lots of lists around the house are going to be happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, and we talked about this on our anniversary when we went out and had dinner and a movie for our 24th anniversary in late September, where we always do kind of a deep dive check-in. And that was a big point of conversation where we knew that not just the household, but our relationship would be shifting quite a bit. We moved to Vancouver for your job, which is quite a demanding job. And it was quite a, a great and successful job for a long time. Because we moved to Canada, I remained freelance during that time. And now I will be hopefully taking on a full-time job, remote or not. There will be more demands on my time. And it's been several years since I've worked in that kind of a kind of a job where I wasn't my own boss. So there's there's a transition, there's a stress level difference there. There's a an availability difference there as far as being available to Henry and to the household. And then the person I'm flipping with has executive functioning challenges and um, isn't great at anticipating things that need to be done because you can get in your bubble and all these things, as our friend Tina Gillespie says, put it in the Parkinson's bucket, that will require more structure put into place here in the house to make sure that things get done because it's not just me just knowing what needs to be done and not and having my own list of my own processes and just kind of doing it and then asking for help if I need your help. You're going to have to anticipate all those things and it doesn't come naturally to you anymore. Yeah, I'm going to have to, to burrow some new neuro pathways. You can learn new things. Right? I can. Yeah. I can do hard things and I can learn new things. We can do hard things. you have ever seen Protected by your cranium It hides between your ears The stem, the cerebellum And cerebral hemispheres Your brain, brain, brain Is sending and receiving your brain, 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 the information that you're needing. Your brain, 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 it has a lot to do. It's a crazy multitasker that works overtime for you. Part of the nervous system that makes your body move. Contains all of your memories, it helps you think things through. Controls all of your senses, but it's still a mystery. Cause scientists keep finding out new discoveries. Your brain, 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 it only weighs three pounds. Your brain, 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 the smartest thing around. Your brain, 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 a miraculous machine. The most supercharged computer the world has ever seen. Medtronic Deep Brain Stimulation is a personalized therapy that sends targeted like, stimulation I, I, to the source of the symptoms and can help control tremors, slowness, and stiffness associated with Parkinson's. DBS therapy requires brain surgery. Risks may include surgical complications, infection, or failure to deliver therapy as needed. The best that the medicine can do for me is what they can do for me with the surgery, but 24 hours a day instead of at the peaks. But what do you expect or hope that the surgery will provide? It's not very specific for me because I don't experience your symptoms. For me, I want for you increased quality of life. So whatever that means, the things that they can anticipate, your it will address. 
as far as your Parkinson's symptoms and the things that sometimes happen as part of that process that they can't anticipate and guarantee or promise or mention any of those things that would improve your quality of life and help you manage your life and do the things that you want to do, I'll be thrilled. The specifics I kind of leave to you because you know what those things are that would improve your quality of life the most. And some of them are things that cannot be promised by the DBS. Your neuropathy and some of your the, the pain and other issues in your lower extremities, they can't anticipate that it will help your walking and your balance. So that's a safety concern as well that will hopefully become lessened. But as far as that, I, there's no guarantee. And they, they said as much. They're like, yeah, we can't. And executive functioning is probably not going to be impacted. I At may least sleep they can't better. say that. I yeah. may sleep better, <laughs> which I'm looking forward to. Yes. Because good sleep can, can change the whole day. A hundred percent. As part of your sleep process, we did make some changes. One of the other changes that we made in recent months. Yes, we, we went out and preparation for post-op and me probably not wanting to lay flat on my back or on the couch or on a bed, um, we bought a Lazy Boy. And, and this is where I camp out now. And this will be where my, my post-op position, so I can be sitting up or I can lay down, and this is where I sleep now, too. It, it's the most comfortable spot in the entire house. I have what they used to call an old man's disease, and so I got an old man's chair, and I love it. <laughs> yes, but um, it's pretty stylish looking. This, this, and it's got all the electronic stuff and the lumbar support, and I can plug in uh, a, a, uh, my phone so it can charge. and like it's, it's like primo cool. I'm thrilled that we made that investment and I, you know, after the surgery, it is going to be a concern because you're not going to be able to really lay on your side or your stomach comfortably at all. So you need to be able to not be laying completely flat on anything um, or even with pillows under your head. There needs to be more support there. At least that's what you anticipate is going to make you most comfortable while the, everything is healing, including the only significant open wound which will be on your chest well can you imagine being flat on your back on a bed trying to lift yourself up with that wound i can already feel what that would be like and that would not be comfortable because you're using all of those muscles and you have you're surprised at how much of these upper body muscles you're really using just to turn yourself over just to move around in the bed and then it's and you're afraid you're going to open it up right the other advantage the Lazy Boy has as far as sleeping in it, it's so cushy and comfortable and you kind of like lose yourself in it that my act of dreaming, I'm not going to fly out of this chair easily where with a bed or a couch I'll roll onto the floor or whatever or tackle the nightstand. That's not going to happen with this unless it like gets really out of control. I like levitate over it. Yeah, there's nothing nearby that you could yeah. damage and there's no way that you could damage yourself. So that's, that's kind of nice too. You know, you take stock when these things happen, and uh, I, I'm very lucky, and I'm so grateful. I'm extremely grateful. Being in a situation and a collection of situations right now where we 
knew that we needed to talk and think and collectively understand what we believe, what's important, how we want to go about life, what our priorities are, and the things that frighten us. These conversations over the last month or two have been a huge part of that, that we've been able to maintain communication and closeness and connection through all of this change and stress and potential and opportunity and everything that's occurred in the last few months. I'm extremely grateful and I love you. I love you too. Thank you for listening. And um, if you have questions about our DBS journey, email parkinsonspot at curiouscast.ca. When Life Gives You Parkinson's is a Curious Cast production. Our presenting partner is Parkinson Canada, where people with Parkinson's are at the center of everything they do. Parkinson Canada funds critical research, provides information and support, raises awareness, and advocates for improved health care outcomes for people with Parkinson's across Canada. Learn more at parkinson.ca. PD Avengers is a global coalition of people living with Parkinson's, their partners and supporters, all working together to put an end to Parkinson's disease. Be sure to check out the most recent Parkinson's news, upcoming events, and a free exercise and wellness portal offering thousands of hours of free live and on-demand classes at pdavengers.com. We'd truly appreciate it if you could share this podcast with someone in your life. Personal recommendations are the most effective way to grow our audience and raise awareness of Parkinson's disease. Keep positive. Keep exercising. Keep listening. We'll talk to you next time. Oh, great. You're still here. I just wanted to let you know that because of the surgery, we're not sure when we're going to record our next podcast, but we definitely will record a next podcast. So hang in there. Listen to some old shows, because if you haven't heard them before, they're new to you. And there's quite a few of them. Or check out some new podcasts, too. There's some great ones out there. Uh, So I will uh, talk to you on the other side. Thanks for your support.